1: tighter skin guarantee with this seven-day routine tighter skin or your money back get a 15 percent discount code by using the discount code game that's fiber Skincare.
0: have you ever experienced a dry itchy scalp or ever wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised well unfiltered mineral filled water could be the reason why did you know hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry irritated skin and that about 85% of the United States uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine. That's where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in.
1: Known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, Canopy is dermatologist-recommended
0: You get member-exclusive pricing...
1: What's in the box?
0: ...on every order. Join the club today and discover new wines you'll love with First Leaf. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash roses to get your first box. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F dot com slash roses. Tryfirstleaf.com slash roses.
2: It's the Game of Roses. Welcome to the Game of Roses.
0: This,
2: this is, is the Game, the
1: game of, of
2: Roses. roses.
1: Welcome, Welcome to the, to game, the game of, of roses. roses. Welcome to Game of Roses. This is Pace Case.
0: This is Bachelor Clues. It's Monday. That means we're going deeper. <laughs> See, what <I> <laughs> See what I did there? See what I did there? <laughs> Uh, we're going to be digging deeper. Nick Vial is the one who goes deeper on his podcast. Where do you get that name? I don't know.
1: From someone's uh, beloved recipe, I think.
0: <laughs> Rest assured, we are going to have some clips from those Vial files for you today. Some very uh, interesting clips, to say wait. the least. I, I just, just at the outset, I would like to say this. Because I know I'm going to get shit for this. Nick Vial. Is the greatest player who has ever lived. Period. Now, that doesn't mean anything.
1: Disagree. This is just your opinion.
0: It's not. This is factual.
1: It's not. <laughs> it's factual. Yes. This is ridiculous. <laughs>
0: most kisses. Most roses. Most screen time. Uh, high two second place finishes. Crown. Paradise Syndrome.
1: Not the biggest podcast. Not the most followers.
0: Who's got the bigger podcast?
1: Everyone. uh, Very polarizing.
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I think he may have the biggest podcast in Bachelor Nation. I mean, we don't know the exact numbers, but he's at least in contention for that. Look, I'm just saying all this because I I want to make very clear.
1: Because you're an apologist.
0: I am not an apologist at all. The fact that he's the greatest player of all time. Means nothing. He's not the greatest
1: player of all time. You can't say that that's a fact.
0: I'm saying that it is. (laughs)
1: Ludicrous. I'm not going to let us continue unless you admit that it's not a fact. It's.
0: Subjective. It's a fact by the metrics that I measure greatness.
1: It's a it's a fact by your greatness measure. Okay, thank you. That I'll accept that.
0: Most kisses, roses, screen time, etc. etc. Two high place finishes.
1: Most kisses. You don't even know that. For sure
0: I do. He was in four fucking seasons.
1: <laughs> you don't know how many kisses Gingin did. Gingin was the most prolific chemistry player we ever had.
0: You think Gingin in one season. Had more kisses than Vial had over the course of four seasons? Absolutely not.
1: Maybe. Absolutely Prolific. Not.
0: Look, again, all this is just to say, we are going to listen to these clips of Vial. He's going to say some wild shit. I, I don't know why he's saying these things. And I just want you to know that although I, I still retain my belief. How about that? My belief that he is the greatest player of all time.
1: This podcast episode hasn't changed it. No. <laughs> is that what you're saying? Yeah.
0: Look. His post-game career has been uh, dicey, shall we say, in terms of his (laughs) opinions and his expressions of those opinions. But his in-game career, (laughs) still the greatest player, in my opinion. How about that?
1: Disagree. Needed three seasons to become The Bachelor. KB did it in one. Didn't need those three, did she?
0: Well, I mean, that's like, say, grocery store Joe is the greatest player. Because he didn't... Grocery store Joe didn't even need a season at all he needed a night one and that was it
1: he didn't become the bachelor
0: did he have He's, to
1: you can't be the goat and not become the bachelor he didn't
0: even have to become the bachelor to be the goat see that i i don't nonsense. i don't agree with that
1: now you're just talking literal nonsense i am yeah you can't be the greatest male player and not be the bachelor
0: that's what i'm saying you're saying Caitlyn bristow did it and didn't need this amount of seasons
1: caitlin bristow is the bachelorette yeah
0: She was one of two bachelorettes on her season. Don't forget.
1: Don't you dare. (laughs) All right. Don't you dare bring (laughs) that night one curveball that was absolutely scripted in my mind into this. She was the one true bachelorette.
0: It totally was. We're going to get to some clips today, by the way, that kind of get around why she was selected as the bachelorette that season, because they might have been financially tied to her per a contract that she negotiated. Just
1: like I'm sure Byron Velvick was actually scripted to be the one true bachelor on that season, probably because of his uh, face proportions, like that horrible scientific thing we said the other day that wasn't scientific.
0: Maybe. You know, I, I can also see, though, that back in those old days, I mean, you're talking about season six, that was super experimental era. I could also see it not having been scripted, that they were just like, fuck it, let's see what happens. Anyway, this is all... Uh, having nothing to do with what we're here to do now. What we're here we're, to do now. We're fired up. We're yeah. fired up
1: for this episode.
0: <laughs> Look, the shit house says is fucking insane. So we've we we've, we've got a, a bunch of clips for you today. Of course, we're going to start with a, a little appetizer from Bachelor Party. That is Juliet Littman's podcast. Her guest was Gabby Elnicki. Then we're going to go right into it. We're going to give you that main course of the Vial Files with guest Johnny Lowe. This was from April 25th. We got uh, three clips from that episode that are, again, mind-blowing. We then are going to go to the most dramatic podcast ever with Sean and Catherine Lowe. Uh, The Dark Lord has a lot to say about Goldini's role in The Bachelor. We're then going to go to uh, Back Against a Bachelor Party with guest Rodney Matthews, who sheds a little bit of light on Bachelor Live on stage and what their original plans might have been for the move to Arizona. Then we're gonna to go to Almost Famous OG with guest Ben Flannick. He of course was the bachelor in season 16, and they discuss uh certain financial things around Trista's wedding and the producers, et cetera, et cetera. Then we're gonna get Almost Famous from April 18th. This uh episode was called The Curse of the Diamond. And in it, they uh Ben Higgins talks a lot about how he got to keep his clothes and kind of the monetary value associated with some of the things that you get as a lead. They talk about Caitlin Bristow's interview that she did on Trading Secrets with Gore Girl Jason Tardik and they talk about how she might again have solidified her role as the singular bachelorette of that season season 11 by mm-hmm. this kind of preseason contract negotiation then we're going to go to Rose Pricks with guest Tino Franco where he shed some light on uh Therapy and how instrumental it was to him after his season. Then we're going to go to higher learning, which I always love to go to. And Van Lathan is absolutely hilarious (laughs) in these two clips talking about not only which Bachelorette uh, Rachel Lindsay would likely fight, he's also talking about his new friendship with Nick Vial. So we will uh, (laughs) hear all about that. And then we're going to wrap this up with a clip that just came out recently from the Vial files that you will not want to miss. In this clip, I, I mean, it, I can't even really do it justice. You're just going to have to hear it. But suffice it to say, you got sour grapes everywhere <laughs> in this clip. It's an what? What's a, a orchard of grapes? Is a vineyard? It's a vineyard of sour. It's unbelievable.
1: What's the most sour grapes vinegar?
0: What is vinegar grapes? I don't even know what vinegar is.
1: I don't know what is vinegar. What is vinegar?
0: Okay. While Pei's case is Googling what is vinegar, we are going to begin this digging deeper.
1: Okay. So there are red wine and white wine vinegars. <laughs> and there's certain ones made from different specific types of wine. So I think, and rice. Okay. So, well, whatever.
0: All right, let's get into it. (laughs) So here we go. Here's our first clip. This is from Bachelor Party, host Juliet Littman. The guest on April 20th was Gabby Elnikki. And in this clip, Juliet Littman weighs in with her take on the pretty woman date, and Gabby Elnikki feigns ignorance about even knowing that terminology at all. Again. She was caught by producers reading our book in which there is a full subchapter called the pretty woman date. Here we go.
1: Some people call it like the pretty woman date, which I think is like kind of gross since in (laughs) pretty woman, she's a prostitute and you're not, but that's why, and that's why I asked. Cause like there is something also just like awkward. Like I'm a speed shopper and I like to just go alone at my own pace. Like, was it weird having to like come out and like model stuff for the cameras and for Zach? You know, I it was lighthearted, like it okay, wasn't good. like super like intense or anything. And I didn't even know it was called the Pretty Woman date until I yeah. got back from the show, and it was like Gabby got the Pretty Woman date. And I was like, "What the heck is that?"
0: <laughs> so yeah, I didn't know it was called that. A Lot wrong with this clip. There's just a lot wrong.
1: <laughs> Can we start with the fact that prostitute is uh, is a slur? The preferred term is sex worker now.
0: Of course, uh, that's one of the things wrong with this. Um, just openly shitting on sex workers. But the first thing that's open that's wrong with it is the opening statement that Lipman makes in my opinion. Some people call it the pretty woman date. I don't know if that's a dig at us. I don't know who it's a dig at, but some people is Shannon but Oliver in season 1 of our program. This is a lack of knowledge about the history of the game. We talk about this all the time that many of these other podcasts that deal with Bachelor just simply don't know the history. They don't know when the hooju was invented. They don't know when certain first elements came into the game. And the phrase pretty woman was used in season one by Shannon Oliver on her one-on-one date with Alex Michelle. Uh, He took her out. She got to buy a dress, a necklace. They had a private violin concert. And she said, I feel like pretty woman. That, in my opinion, is where the term came from in the first season.
1: Also, Pretty Woman is just meant to reference a movie. It's yes. not really meant to reference the sex work. She doesn't do right. sex work for the clothes. I mean, I guess technically it's she like does. Technically, but... at the end, result is that. Right. But I just the. It's hard for me to get past the like calling sex work gross. I don't know. The producers also call it a Pretty Woman date. It's not our term.
0: Of course, it isn't our term. I I think, like I said, Shannon Oliver really coined it and the producers probably just took it from Mm -hmm. from that moment forward. But it's also like, in terms of the the nature of like uh, a transactional relationship where sex is concerned, you could make the argument that's literally what the batch Clues, Mm -hmm.
1: I've been on a mission. I'm trying to find the perfect t-shirt. Yeah. Um, Because it's spring, I'm ready to get out there, I'm ready to peacock.
0: we sent you after you place your order select podcasts in the survey and select our show in the drop down menu that follows again that's skims
1: game of roses is sponsored by better help clues uh we all carry around different stressors big and small and if you keep them all bottled up it can affect you negatively Therapy is a great place to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. You might be taking care of your physical body, but are you taking care of that beautiful mind, Clues? Yes. I have benefited from therapy greatly in the past. Uh, it has helped me get through stressful experiences, manage boundaries, learn coping skills. You know, the, the whole premise of life is, is kind of a, a, it's a lot to undertake and therapy can help with that
0: well if you're thinking of starting therapy give BetterHelp a try it's entirely online it's designed to be convenient flexible and suited to your schedule all you have to do to get started is fill out a brief questionnaire then you get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists literally at any time for no additional charge Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Game of Roses today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Game of Roses.
1: Clues, it is springtime. It is the off season. It mm. is gore girl summer. The weather's getting warmer. Thank true. Dark Lord Palmer. And it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and cowls and hello to shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul, get those staple pieces, and I found Quince. Now I have a lineup of timeless pieces keeping me looking effortlessly chic year after year. I got the cotton modal scoop neck tee. It is so cute. It is literally the first thing I reach for in my dresser when all my clothes are washed. You know those special items? if you are not like Clues who
0: only wears one outfit. I'm Quince head to toe at this point. I'm a Quince boy. I'm a source boy, Quince boy.
2: Let's you got no go. idea. I'm wearing Quince t-shirts,
0: Quince pants, Quince long sleeve t-shirts, Quince pants, Quince sweaters, Quince pants. I'm Quince'd. <laughs> Just call me Quince'd, King Quince's okay. they call me. I love Quince. Okay, Quince. Uh, get warm weather ready with Quince. Be a Quince King yourself or Quince Queen. Go to Quince.com slash roses for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash roses to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash roses. You go into the fantasy suites, you come out of them with X amount of Instagram followers, and that then pays your way for uh, however long you you can do it for, you know? There is some kind of transactional thing that happens in The Bachelor as well. Now, let's move on to the next part of this clip that is also wrong. Gabby Elnicki says she didn't know it was called The Pretty Woman Date. She
1: read the fucking book. It's in the book. <laughs> okay. Maybe the producers caught her before she got to The Pretty Woman Date chapter. <laughs> to play Maybe. sour okay. grapes advocate. <laughs>
0: Yeah. But I mean, that like no one else on in that season, none of the other players are saying it's the pretty woman date.
1: No, the producers call it that.
0: Exactly. Exactly. She definitely knew. And so I don't understand the value of feigning like she doesn't here. I don't get that. Why would she say she didn't know it was called that just to prove herself naive in the process?
1: All of these people have seen this show like the pretty woman date is almost every season since the beginning of time 2002
0: (laughs) exactly but uh so there you have it that's our first clip juliet lemon please understand the pretty woman date is called that because of in my opinion shannon oliver season one who said that's what it was called in the show uh now let's move on i don't know how to properly set these next clips up there are three of them they are from the vial files with guest johnny lowe from april 25th they deal with primarily the lawsuit that jeremy hartwell has brought against kinetic content and netflix that we discussed with them on the interview we did last week it is uh, primarily about that and the nature of reality television fame in this first clip The great one delivers his opinion on that lawsuit and getting famous from reality TV.
2: Buckle up. Here we go. The problem I have is the average shelf life of a reality TV star that kind of pops and has some attention. You know, it's like 12 to 18 months and it can be a very crazy experience. You go from an insane amount of attention and exposure and access and you get invited to talk shows and podcasts. And with, you know, these shows like Love is Blind and the Bachelor, they have, you know, they're just pumping out these season. And so once the next season comes out, the light just kind of drastically goes away. Mm-hmm. And it's it's just because that's when people from previous seasons start, you know, coming out of the war work and start complaining and making TikToks about like how terrible it was and and say things how like they were denied access to food and water and then they were like. Force-fed alcohol. And in reality, it's just like these days take long to film. And it's it's not a vacation. It is not an all-inclusive, all-you-can-eat vacation, which I think a lot of people who sign up for these shows kind of think. And there are times where they might be like, yeah, we need to get this done, like foods served later on. Yeah. Just the timing of it all, it's just... It's just like once the light starts dimming down, that's when they start complaining about the environment that they were in. And yet you never hear about it when they're getting all the attention, when they're getting the adoration and the exposure. Granted, the, there's a, there's definitely a lot of manipulation going on in these in, in, in these worlds. But it's, it's not that hard to manipulate because they all want the attention. Where do you want to start?
1: <clears throat> I... Don't know where to start. I would say I really like the term Nick Thompson used to describe Vial's response to this, which is status quo manager. Yes. Which is kind of what we are discussing with fence players slash sauce players, company players, defending the producers and all of their tactics. And then anyone who says otherwise is just fucking bitter and attention-seeking.
0: Yeah. And there's there's an element of this... When he opens, I'm just going to take this piece by piece here. He opens by saying the average reality star has 12 to 18 months and then their their light dims. He's implying here without saying it. I'm not average. I'm better than all of them because my 12 to 18 months I have drug out into five years. He's right there telling you these fucking Uh pieces of shit are worse than me. I am the god of this. It is this fucking crazy egomaniacal stance that he's essentially just saying your experience doesn't fucking matter because my experience is what the norm is. And that is also not true. It's it's not. Like he apologizes obviously for um the producer mistreatments basically saying like yeah, it's a fucking TV show. That's how it gets made. No 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 no. And mm-hmm. it's like no, other TV shows don't get made like this. Scripted shows are not like this. (laughs) Reality TV specifically is bad.
1: We have unions and they specifically say when you have to have food breaks because you're not allowed to get rid of human rights. That's illegal.
0: Unless you sign the contract, which he's going to get into a little bit later. He also says that you don't hear about any of this when they're getting the attention when they're famous. Mm -mm. That is simply not true. It is a fucking lie. Clayton Eckerd, when he was at the height of his bachelor fame, Mm -hmm. was very vocal about the mental health strains, the mistreatment that went on uh, during the course of the show. Tino Franco, literally as he's on the show, winning a fucking ring, is going on social media saying, this fucking wrecked me. I had to go to therapy, et cetera, et cetera. So he's wrong about that. He's just simply wrong or lying to, to stay true to whatever kind of point he's trying to make here. And the point basically is, he doesn't like that these guys are exposing this shit because this shit never happened to him. Mm -hmm. He was a protected player from season 10 in Bachelorette. Yes, they did some manipulations to him. Yes, they give him a little bit of a villain edit, but never enough to fucking ruin his life. He has not had to go through that.
1: I think there's something that is consistent with these clips and with... Things that he's ha- he has said in the past about, you know, anyone who's not Final Four is just bitter if they're complaining. And also saying that these guys are just doing it for the attention and the clout. He cannot see outside of his own perspective. That's in terms of other people suffering a lot more working on reality shows than he did. And also, he can't imagine doing something altruistic. He's like... If I was doing that, it would only be for the clout. So they must be doing it for the clout. These guys, they're passionate about it. They truly believe in this. They want to change it.
0: I think there's also something in him that is a little bit like, you know, when I was in reality TV, they treated people like shit. And that's just how it is. Get used to it. Shut the fuck up. Creams and serums are made of 70% water, 15% preservatives and emulsifiers, leaving only around 15% for the active ingredients that your skin needs. But luckily now, there's fiber skincare.
1: 15 years ago, the scientists behind fiber skincare started working on nanofibers, which are 500 times smaller than human hair. You know, I I saw that in... Um, tighter skin guarantee with this seven-day routine tighter skin or your money back get a 15 percent discount code by using the discount code game that's fiber skincare if you are a wine lover like myself and you gotta have it for your bachelor reviewing parties i'm gonna let you in on a little secret i found the personalized The most personalized wine club that has amazing wines and exclusive perks called First Leaf. As a First Leaf member, you get to try new wines, and I'm guaranteed to enjoy them because they got to know my unique preferences. I answered a few questions on their website, this quiz about the flavors you like, how often you drink wine, Monday nights, if you prefer red, white, or rosé. And based on these, it gives you this amazing selection of wines tailored just for you And when you rate those wines, it gets even more tailored, a la, you know, uh, Netflix. Just play into the algorithm. My algorithm got me both rosé and white wine, my Mm. favorites, and they were so delicious. And I've gotten to enjoy them with many of my,
0: my friends. Look, being part of the First Leaf Wine Club also has perks. As a member, you get access to their incredibly helpful wine concierge. So if you want a wine pairing advice or you want to talk about the wines in your box, you can always talk to one of their experts. Plus, you get member-exclusive pricing.
1: What's in the box?
0: On every order. Join the club today, and discover new wines you'll love with First Leaf. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash roses to get your first box. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F dot com slash roses. Tryfirstleaf.com slash roses. Sweaters, candles, the dreaded bathrobe. Unfortunately, Mother's Day gifts can be a little predictable and boring. That's why an Aura frame is the perfect gift to mix things up this year. It was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter. Aura frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. My mom loves hers. I'm throwing pictures of Skabooly and our cat up there. She's laughing. She's texting me. He's so cute. I wish I could meet him. Cute. It's the next best thing to, to meeting my cat, Really? I think he doesn't want it to change because it will mean that the era he came from doesn't exist anymore. And so what he built in that era is not as meaningful. If the entire nature of how reality TV production alters, then like the skill he possessed in that era of it is no longer valuable.
1: There's something that is that just kind of reminds me of like fraternity hazing Mm -hmm. of like I went through this shit. So you have to. And it's like the new pledges are refusing to do whatever fucked up shit that the old pledges did. And he's like, what? That's just like what you sign up for. You got to do it. Like it has just very, it's not good vibes. This is not good vibes. And this is really bad vibes for a future therapist.
0: Absolutely. Specifically somebody who I assume would want to talk to people about being in reality TV and how it's affected their life because he has specific knowledge of it. Now he's he's putting out this. Like, can you imagine... (laughs) Listen, I just got off this reality show. It kind of fucked up my life. I don't, I'm getting all these bad DMs. Suck it up. That'll be a hundred dollars.
1: <laughs> That's just how TV gets made. <laughs> yeah. You signed the contract. All right. Yeah.
0: We're obviously fired up here.
1: <laughs> Fucking clout chaser. <laughs> I'm so fired up about this.
0: Again. Well, get ready. You're about to be fired up even more because oh, this next yeah. clip is even crazier. They just keep getting crazier. In this next okay. clip, the Great One weighs in with a combo of sour grapes and uncharacteristic fast judgment about reality <laughs> television stars. He is one, and now he weighs in with this shit. No, he's not. He's a guy. Yeah, exactly. You are not going to believe what this motherfucker says. Here we go. If you want to hear that clip, And the other clips we have from that episode of The Vial Files. And a very special clip at the end of this Digging Deeper from another episode of The Vial Files in which he essentially doubles down on his hatred for Jeremy Hartwell and Nick Thompson and what they're trying to do to change things for the better for all reality TV performers. If you want to hear all of that, you just go to patreon.com slash Game of Roses. Join us in the bottom of the pit. You're going to get access to the rest of this episode, to the to every Digging Deeper we've ever done. You're going to get access to our live shows that we do on Mondays at 4.30 Pacific Standard Time, where we answer questions and talk about kind of the state of the game, state of all reality TV, really. You're going to get access to our Discord, where you can upload screams, and we sometimes Play those on Twibbon, and you are going to get access to Pace Case Palapa, Dark Seekers Dungeon, and Clues' Corner. And there's a very special Clues Corner up today in which I watch the entirety of that most recent Nick Vial uh, podcast and just break it down. So that is there right now. If you want to check it out, once again, you just go to patreon.com slash Game of Roses and join us in the bottom of the pit. It's the pit. You can get it in and dig around in all this content. It's the pit. Come on, admit. You want to eat up all these tasty tidbits. It's the pit. this room enough to fit. Everyone who wants to come in, it's the pit. You can get it in and dig around in all this content. It's the pit, come on, admit. You wanna eat up all these tasty tidbits. It's the pit, there's room enough to fit. Everyone who wants to come in, it's the pit.